on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these crazy-ass streets. So happy Sunday, everyone. Happy New Week. I hope you guys had an amazing week and an even better weekend. Um, this weekend was very eventful for me. Saturday, I was all over the place. I was Carmen San Diego. Um, I was international. I stepped foot into Jersey uh, for a women's conference that I was a keynote speaker for. This conference was so amazing. It was called the Crown Her International Conference. And I just want to take this time to shout out the whole Crowned Her International team, as well as their founder, their leader, Elizabeth DeLouis. We have been in contact for the last few years. I was actually part of last year's conference, which was virtual. But this year, we were able to come together in person. Despite COVID-19, despite monkeypox, (laughs) we made it work. And I can tell you that I came out of there rejuvenated. You might even see a little pep in my voice today. I really felt that that conference really poured into me, even though I was pouring into people, I was also poured into by the other speakers and just really being around so many dope individuals. Even though it was a women's conference, we had a lot of male supporters out there as well, too. And I love to see when the men um, stand, you know, alongside women um, in this, you know, struggle and journey called life. So then after that, I came back to Brooklyn. Like I said, I was on tour yesterday, apparently. You know, I went internationally into Jersey. Then I came back into Brooklyn for Fête Isuli. One of my sister friends um, was vending there, Zanset Tico. Shout out to Zanset Tico. So I was there in support of that and really just in support of the good vibes, the Haitian culture, and all the amazingness that was happening yesterday. So Needless to say, today I am physically very tired, but (laughs) I have the energy. I have the energy to do this show. I'm also grateful that the weather was not frightful. I'm really hoping that we are turning the tides because the last few weeks it was literally blazing, blazing in NYC. It was hot. We were under a heat advisory for weeks, but it looks like since Friday, The temperature has cooled off. I think we are finally settling into the fall season. I hope this is not a fluke. (laughs) But all I'm saying is that it made being out, it made the weekend much more tolerable. So I'm hoping that it stays, it stays like that. So for those of you who have been following us, you know that August is Black Business Month. So for the rest of this month, according to RP, we are going to be highlighting and spotlighting Black business owners. We are going to be talking about just Black businesses in general. We're going to be exploring different concepts, giving you different flavors of what Black business is. And so in continuing in this, today we have an amazing guest by the name of Bradley Valentine. He is an amazing singer, songwriter, 
producer. He's just a creative extraordinaire. And so I don't want to get too much into who he is and what he does and what the conversation is going to be like. I want you guys to keep it locked for that conversation. You do not want to miss it. But before we get into the meat of the show, guys, you know, we have our preliminary. So it is now time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? Popping with fleek, Jalit. And it's gonna be lit. Major key. It's time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. So this week's Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week is pajama rip. Pajama rich, the state of being exceedingly wealthy to the point where one foregoes usual attire for pajamas. The phrase is attributable to the sports guy Bill Simmons as he included it in an article on ESPN.com, though it is often incorrectly traced to Kanye West who popularized the term. Example, Jack Nicholson came to the Lakers game in his pajamas and nobody cared, but only because he's pajama rich. So... Here's what I feel about this pajama rich situation. You know, if you if you have, you know, money in the bank, shorty, what you drink, if you are one of those individuals who is balling out of control, throwing in the bag, you don't look at tags like you're that kind of rich. I don't know. Can you do whatever you want? I guess you can because you don't care. Right. Because you're rich. However, I don't when I see pajamas, I'm not necessarily looking at socioeconomic status. I'm just thinking your salop. Right. So for those of you who are avid ARP listeners, you know, a couple of weeks ago within the Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week, we defined what it means to be a salop. Salop, somebody who's unkept, you're dirty, somebody who's pig like, somebody who's who's disgusting, somebody who's just, you know, like I said, unkept, right? Unkept. So when I see pajamas, unless I'm coming to your house, it's a different story. But if we are going out on a date, if we are going out in society, when I see pajamas, in my mind, it automatically singles, oh, you did not take a shower this morning. You just got up, possibly brushed your teeth and left. This is how you're circulating in society. That's just where my mind automatically goes. I know that we're in a society where people express themselves in whatever ways that they want. You know, the things that my eyes have seen in my years of life, I don't even know. But that's just what I automatically think. Like I said, unless I'm coming to your house. And again, it's not like you can't wear. Like if I'm in my house and, you know, I don't really want to put like real clothes to be in my house, I'll put on some clean pairs of pajamas, right? I'll take my shower. I'll do what I got to do. And then I'll just lounge around my house in some clean pajamas, And I don't know, maybe people are leaving their homes in clean pajamas. I don't know, but I think it's more so the perception, right? If I see somebody in these pajamas, I'm just thinking, that's what I'm thinking. Um, And maybe that's not the way to think. I don't know. But I just remember when I was living on campus that, you know, kids routinely would just get out of bed, maybe brush their teeth, go to class, go to lunch, be out here in these streets in pajamas. And I know that they did not take a shower. They did not brush their teeth. You know what I mean? So this pajama rich thing, I don't know if it's something, I don't know if it's a socioeconomic thing. I don't, I don't know if I see a black 
person in the streets and say, wow, that person must be rich because they're wearing pajamas. Like only those who are rich could be wearing pajamas because they don't care. Like, I don't know if that's, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's another one. Another one of those, uh, urban dictionary phrases where I'm like, I'm not going there. I don't know. So either way, I don't know. Like, guys, let me know what you think. Maybe I'm being too critical. You know, we are in 2022. Things have definitely changed. I could just tell you <laughs> for me, it's a no, but maybe it's a go for you. Maybe it's a go for you. So I don't know. Either way, we are now moving on to our Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week. <laughs> Creole word or phrase of the week is méchant. I don't believe we've defined this term or this word so far on this show, but méchant. Méchant comes up a lot. It comes up a lot. And the last few weeks, I think we have stressed words in which you know, if you hear them, you might have to run. You you might need to run, right? So we were kind of focusing on like, you know, what are some some words that signal danger um, in Haitian Creole? Because some of you have been in my DMs and you've been saying, Rita, you know, we're we're happy about you know, muévle manger. I want food and and you know, muévle d'eau. I want water. Like we're good on these words. We need to know when we're in danger. We need to know. When we hear a Haitian in an elevated tone say certain words that we need to pick up and run. So that's kind of what this <laughs> these last few weeks have been about. So méchant basically means wicked. When somebody says ou méchant, they're saying you're wicked, like you're foul, you're trifling. Um, as a kid, and I think even as an adult, my mom still... <laughs> refers to me and my brother as mission if we do something that she does not like. Um, in fact, I mean, I feel like this is this is one of the main uh, ways that she likes to describe us. <laughs> but mission, mission basically means wicked, means you're foul, means you're out of pocket. And if you were to hear somebody say or refer to you as mission, ou mission, ou mission, oui, um, depending on the tone of their voice, if it sounds aggressive, don't try to decipher. Is it aggressive? Is it not aggressive? Is it, if it sounds aggressive, you need to run. You need to exit stage left, right, up, down, wherever you are. If, if you could tell there's some like joking, like, ah, maybe they're saying like, yo, like, you know, I'm thinking about the scenario where like, I don't know, a girl or a guy, you know, is telling a story and how they played somebody, you know, that person might be like, ah, like you shouldn't have done that. Like, yo, you wild, you wild for that. You might want to stay. They're not coming at you. They're not coming for your neck. It's really about the tone. And I think that as the weeks have gone by, you guys are realizing with Haitian Creole, it's really about the tone. If they're coming at you aggressively, they might, they might. And they're using these words like salop, mission, fréquent. Um, it might, it might not be positive for you, right? But if it's like lighthearted joking, they might, you know, it might be okay to stick around for the rest of the conversation. So. The word of the week is méchant, and it means wicked. Use it as your leisure, or again, just keep your spidey fences up. If you hear somebody refer to you as méchant, and if it doesn't sound like they're joking around with you, you might want to leave. You might want to leave. So um, <laughs> that is the Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week. So now we are up to one of my um, 
favorite sections of the show, it is now time for the Big Up of the Week. Watch it. And you feel big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. All of the girl, them big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. What? So this week's Big Up of the Week goes to the state of California. I feel like throughout the lifespan of, according to RP, California has gotten a lot of big ups. I feel like they are truly a progressive state. I mean, they they don't get it right all the time, but I feel like over the last, what, four four years that I've been doing this, they've been, they've been getting a couple things right. So according to ABC7 News, California will become the first state to implement universal meals programs that will provide free meals to all school children. And I think that this is amazing because, you know, we're entering inflation or not entering. We've we've been dealing with inflation, recession, all of this stuff. But I think that at this point of where we are in society and understanding like socioeconomic status and understanding like where we really need to be putting our, our dollars and how lack of, you know, nutrition and food, like how that truly affects individuals, especially children. I think that this is amazing. And I'm kind of upset that it hasn't happened earlier. In fact, for whatever reason in my mind, I thought that New York state was already doing a universal um, meals program. But I think from what I understand, New York is doing, I think it's a universal maybe lunch program. So everyone is not getting free meals in New York. I thought that they were. So for the powers that be, Governor Hoko, uh, New York City Mayor Adams, we need to do better. And I really do hope that with California coming out and paving the way that other states, i.e. New York, will you know jump on board, especially these states that have these these really dense metropolitan uh, pockets, um, I think that is so critical for us to be able to at least feed the children, at least feed the children. So big ups to you, California, for your amazing work as always. And I really do hope that other states, i.e. New York, falls in line and and replicates this. If not, If not, take it even a step further. So... With every high, you guys know that there is a low. And normally, you know, there's the womp womp of the week, but you do know that we, uh, you know, occasionally have the what in the Jesus Cristo is going on of the week. It happens a few times a year when things are just so wild where it's like, nah, we need to talk about this. This is not even about is it good or is it bad? It's kind of like we need to figure this out as a collective. So... Apparently, the World Health Organization is asking the public for new name suggestions for the monkeypox virus. And this is due to negative public reactions to the current name. So apparently, y'all are out here going ape shit. <laughs> I made it a little funny. But no, seriously, you guys are going crazy. You guys are going wild. And you guys are attacking monkeys because I guess you're thinking monkeypox. Monkeys are the ones that are giving these viruses, that are spreading the viruses. So you guys are attacking the monkeys. And so the World Health Organization is like, no, we cannot. And you know, when it comes to animals, animal rights are greater than human rights. <laughs> if you've not, if you've not noticed that in this country, because mon- the monkeypox, uh, the negative connotation about the monkeypox, this is this has been several you know several years in the making. I mean, the monkeypox has been around for quite some time. Um, it's just that it hasn't really been talked about. But over the last, I would even say when COVID first happened, there was a quick 
there was a quick, you know, a shout out for the monkeypox, right? But since the monkeypox has become this this thing, this big thing over the last several months, we have heard issues of racism towards the black community. We have heard, um, you know, slurs against the LGBTQAI community. At no point during those those incidences of racism and, you know, um, sexual orientation and all that other stuff, did the World Health Organization come out and say, Bon, we need to change this name because blacks are getting attacked. LGBTQAI community is, is under attack. But when the monkeys are getting attacked, this is when the World Health Organization comes out and says, guys, we need your help. We can't come up with the name. In fact, we don't want to be responsible for coming up with the name because we don't want no smoke. We want you, the public, to come up with a name. Let us know what should we rename this virus. Isn't that crazy to y'all? That is crazy. It is crazy. Never in my my life have I heard the World Health Organization defer to the, I guess, the court of public opinion, um, reach out for the to the public to weigh in on the names of diseases and all sorts of things. Never in my life. So I feel like this is just another example. If you did not know before, if you did not believe this before, animal rights are greater than human rights in this country. Now that the monkeys are being attacked, we not, now we need to take action. And World Health Organization needs you and I to assist them in tackling this debacle, this issue. This is crazy. But either way, this is the world that we live in. It's backwards. But either way, either way. So we are now moving on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Bradley Valentine. Bradley, say hello. <laughs> what's up, y'all? What's up? Did I say it right? I was going to give it in the Creole way, but I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate you You said it, I guess, the quote-unquote English way first. <laughs> that's the one I, I use the most, Bradley Valentine. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, can I please speak to Bradley Valentine, please? They would have been like... I don't know. Who is that person? I don't know who that is. Right. <laughs> either way, either way. Um, thank you, Bradley, for being a guest on today's show. I'm excited. This is my first bandmate. My first, this first band person, oh, music yeah? person. Music? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had singers, but never like in a band. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is different for the show. So I oh, love it. I love man. it. I love it. Thank you for having me. I think this is my first podcast experience really i think so you know i've been first for a lot of people yeah you know what i mean like i like i like this i like this i like oh, this i feel like i'm you know bringing people into the fold so word, word. <laughs> so bradley tell the people a little bit about who you are where you're from and what you do um i'm bradley valentine i'm born and raised in brooklyn grew up in a few neighborhoods but mostly flatbush and gravesend if you don't know what gravesend is like I don't know. Is that that's not Central Brooklyn? It's like it's like where Kings Highway and stuff are at. Okay, part part of Brooklyn that is. So excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I'm um, I'm a creative. I'm a multimedia creative. Um, and what does that mean? Well, I'm I'm a musician. I act a little bit. I do a lot of creative production, creative direction rather. So I'm producing 
script writing, um, copywriting. I'm I'm the guy like you know if you want need anything creative like I'm the guy. So you're I, the plug. I, I'm the plug. I, I guess yeah. I'm, I <laughs> I help. I I love. I you know I've been trying to find the best way to kind of like summarize in a very short um way like a short form summary. Mm-hmm. But I I think I'm just I'm I'm really a concept developer that tells mean, meaningful stories. I like that. I like that. Okay, a concept developer that tells meaningful stories. Yeah, I like that. That yeah. should be your tagline everywhere. Yeah, yeah that should be my tagline. You're yes. Right. And and just remember where you developed this concept you're first. Right. Right. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> Word up. I'm all about exclusives on this show, yeah, all right? Yeah, you guys facts. heard it here first. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> okay, Bradley. So I know I had mentioned, you know, music, being in a band, and people are probably like, all right, I didn't hear him mention that. So what's that about? Is Rita making things up? Like, what's going on? Oh. So tell me about your, your music. Music career, your music life. Word. Uh, well, I'm. I mean, I grew up in a musical family. Um, a bunch of us are musicians. Um, my mom used to sing. She still technically sings in the choir. Um, she is a dancer too. Um, but really, my biggest musical influence is my stepfather. Um, he plays about eight instruments. Four or five, four to five of them is self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger sister uh, went to LaGuardia High School as a for piano, so she's like a master pianist. And um, I've always been a person that loves singing, and um, I was singing since I was like eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, really, right my senior year of high school, I decided to kind of take music more seriously. I realized I, I was really good at it, and um, I started just writing a lot of music. Um, I kind of stopped counting how much songs I've written, how many songs I've written, rather, um, maybe like 10 years ago and I was like I stopped counting at like around 200 so mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm at right now I'm probably like 5,000 I don't know um, so and I, I joined this band quite some time ago called Meridian Lights and um, I got with uh, no well let me not say I joined the band it's Yohembe and I that's my bandmate we kind of like linked up because we used to work at the same uh, non-profit we were doing like non-profit work for this organization for disenfranchised inner city youth and, mm-hmm. um we met he was part of like this band that was like blowing up in new york city and we decided to make music together and around that time the band kind of like that band kind of like you know dissolved and we started just pumping out music and mm-hmm. we became a band meridian lights and picked up a few members um musicians and here we are some time later and we've toured all throughout the u.s and canada I've been to some uh, festivals. We're, we we been to big festivals, small festivals. We at one point we were like Bed Stuy famous. <laughs> I remember those times. We were Bed Stuy famous. It's really interesting. It was like my first introduction to whatever you know, fame or whatever. Even though it was like it was you know it's confined to a uh, a neighborhood, but it was like it was weird because I would just be walking down the block. Someone would be like, "Yo, Meridian Lights. I'm a big fan." I had a girlfriend at the time, and she would get stopped and be like, "Yo, aren't you the lead singer's girlfriend?" And it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was weird. So, and uh, yeah, and then um, yeah, so I've been in this band for quite some time, and we are um, we are like multi-genre band. We mostly do rock music, but we also exist in like when you see us live, you you'll mostly hear rock music. Mm-hmm. But like, we also exist in like electro R and B, what we call like electro R and B, and some acoustic. So yeah. Okay. I'm the cool songwriter in that band. I love it. I love it. And I actually got to go to one of your performances. So I can co-sign oh, yeah. that, you know, the band is actually good. 
it. So I want you to talk to me about, I guess, what it's like being an entrepreneur, because I know that you are a creative, but you're also an entrepreneur. And this is Black Business Month. And I think a lot of times when people think about creatives, they just think about, oh, well, they're just pumping out creativity. They're pumping out art. They're pumping out product. They're not usually involved in business ventures. Mm -hmm. You know, they just see them as, okay, this is the person that sings. And then they have a manager dealing with everything else. But I know with you, like you're very Mm hands-on with not just uh, the inner workings of your band, but you also have other ventures as a creative that you are, you know, a part of, that you are starting. And so I want people to kind of get a sense that, just because you have, you know, talents in a sense, you'd be a singer or a dancer, whatever the case is, um, that you can't necessarily be part of the business aspect of your craft and that you can't also just be an entrepreneur, a business person in general. Um, I, I'm a strong advocate of any artist, any creative learning the, the business side of things. Um, and you shouldn't rely on a team to manage your business affairs. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, um, obviously you, there's certain people that are much better in areas, right? Like I'm not an accountant, right. you know, but at the same time I should learn a level of like how to, how my money's moving. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, I'm not a, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't practice, practice law like you, but I should know a little bit of like some of these terms or some of these things that, you know, I should know. Mm-hmm. I should know that, that when I look at a contract, uh, what is it? Perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I should know that that means lifetime. Right. You know what I'm saying? I should know that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel like it's really important as creators for us to really learn the business side. Or you're just going to be another story of like somebody like, you know, crapped on you, man. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Because you didn't really want to read and learn that stuff. So it's it's very important for me as a, as a musician, as a creative to learn the business side. And me personally, I feel the more you learn about the business side, the more you... If you're not careful, you end up loving even a little more than the art. Mm. Respectfully, when I well, actually, let me let me let me like break that down a little bit. Let me. I was a little overzealous by saying that, but um, <laughs> I mean, I mean to say like you'll love the business so much that you will feel like you can't you you can't have one or the other. It has it's all relative. It has to work together, right? Because you you start you start realizing you start using even like you start learning the business side, but then as a creative, right away, what happens is once you learn something, I think creators don't understand this and I, and I, and I feel like maybe this is part of like what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, because you're creative and your mind, our minds are always creating. Once you learn a skill, so let's use the business thing. Once mm-hmm. I learn business, what's going to end up happening is I start using my creative mind in the business. Right. I start finding ways to make money. Mm-hmm. I start finding ways to, to, to reach out to people, to cultivate relationships, to maintain those relationships. Like, I start finding creative ways to make that business work for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I was. I had a call today with these two guys. Um, shout out to them, um, Soul Science Lab. We're doing some um, business with them and some creative stuff with them. But and I respect those guys. So they they think the same way. They're like very much artists, but like they're businessmen. But I remember I was like, we were talking about some ideas and just art stuff. But then you know we started like venturing into like business. What does that mean business wise? And those things are really important to like to learn. Because I love art and I love making art, but I'm not just making art to make art. I'm trying to be super rich off my art. I'm right. trying to have like five generations from now to be eating off the fact that their great, 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 great grandfather did his did his homework. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. 
All right. I love that. I love that. I think, you know, this futuristic aspect of it is really important because I think a lot of times people are just so stuck in the now and like, what am I creating now? What am I creating for me? But they're not really thinking about like, what is the legacy I'm going to leave behind? Mm -hmm. And the legacy is not just, you know, that my grandfather was a great musician, mm -hmm. but like the coins that come along with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And also too, like, on you know, I could curse yet. No? Yeah. You could oh, curse. Okay. You curse. <laughs> space. But, um, you know, on oh no, some real shit, like, I also, when I, like, my art is tied to my culture, it's tied to my responsibility as a black man. It's just, it's really, like, I can't, those things are not separated for me. So for me, like, when I, when I think about, like, building um, a legacy and wealth, I'm also thinking that, like, for not only for my family, but also for my people. Mm -hmm. Right, like you know, the generational, the 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 what is it? The generation was it the gap? The gap between the white folks and black people. Right, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So for me, it's just kind of like, yo, what can I do? What part can I do to to uplift black people? And, and a lot of stuff that I do is to uplift black people. Whether I don't care who likes it, or who doesn't like it, but a lot of things I do is to uplift black people. So for me, it's just kind of like I have to learn the business. I have to learn this thing. It's, it's important for me to learn that because I want. Even if, like, for example, I don't know, I'm not, I don't know what the future is, but I, one day maybe my great, my my grandkid, because of the stuff that I've done, has is, is helping him to then fund other black institutions. Right. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is like this. This is how I I think. So mm -hmm. for me, it's more like the the this responsibility to learn the business. It's like it's so much bigger than me. Right. You know? So yeah. Right. Okay. I love that. I love that. And so I know that because I'm just going to be rattling on everything that I know that you do <laughs> to make sure that we get it all out there. Right. So you have this business, this brand called It's Color Me. Color Me Media. Color Me Media. Yeah. Where did I get the it's part from? I don't oh, know. It's my, but that's my email. <laughs> there that's you go. Email, yeah. Color Me Media. So tell me about that. Well, Color Me Media is a, a media house where we create content. Um, you know, like we, we say like, you know, we bring ideas to life mm -hmm. and we have no limits. That's our hashtag. We have no limits. And, um, it's really a media house and, and that, that exists in advertising, TV, film. Obviously I'm very small. I'm like really, really small. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like extremely right now. But like, um, I really started it because my ideas, like, and I'm not even like, I'm not even joking. My ideas keep me up at night. Like mm -hmm. they wake me up. And I got to a place I was like, I need to house these ideas because I can't, like, they, my brain doesn't, like, shut off. So I was like, let me create a house to, literally, like, let me create a company to house my ideas just to, like, stack them somewhere and mm -hmm. do them, you know? So I started doing that. So I started, like, just making content. And my very first show, my very first, like, hey, y'all, I have this company was a collaboration I did with Dumbo House. And I, and I, I found the people, the people I needed to find reach out to some folks and say, hey, I have some ideas. Can I pitch them? And I pitched them. I sent them a list of ideas, like 10 ideas. Um, and at first I was like hesitant, like, oh, should I send it? But I was like, you know what? I, I have a, I still think, you know, people should protect and have intellectual property. But at the same time, I also feel like the same, the same source God that gave you them ideas is going to give you way more. So right. like, let go of some of those things, you know, the fear. But anyway, regardless, whatever. I reach out to them. It's like, yo, I have this idea. I'll send you like a list of ideas, like 10 ideas. They really love the one. It's like, yo, we love this idea. Let's do it. And I did the idea. And that was my, like my real, like launch, my soft launch with Dumble House. And, um, and from there I that, that was my first experience. And I was like, Oh, I can't stop. 
I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And I started like just creating things. Like I was like doing a lot of photo shoots because photo shoots are easier, respectfully, in a way. And they're not heavy pulls or heavy, you know. So I like I started doing like photo shoots. And then what ended up happening, my network, people in my network started seeing that. They started um they saw it. They were starting to see the work. And they're like, yo, who's doing that? And I was like, me. They say, like, by yourself? I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I get, I hire folks, but I'm doing this. And they're like, mm-hmm. yo, this, this shit's fire. So then friends started saying, hey, can you do this for me? And I was like, okay, cool. And at first I wasn't like charging nobody because it was off of love and I was trying to build my portfolio. And it just kind of it started moving. It just started moving. It started really started moving. People started like paying attention to it. And right now it's 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 moving in a new space. Like I'm I am now working on four TV series mm-hmm. um, that I'm I'm scripting all of them. I'm producing all of them. I'm directing three out of the four. Um, and it's it's a media house and it's um that's like trying to I'm just like working to build color me and I have people that really believe in me. They believe that I can help them bring their 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 ideas and their dreams to life. There's people like they're really like they're really like I've always feel so honored. Like there are people that really they've and bestowed this trust. Mm-hmm. Like I, I trust you, Brad, to bring my dream alive. And it's just a big responsibility that I don't take lightly. You know, and um but I have that. Yeah, I have some folks and, you know, most of them are my friends and they're like badass in their own right. And I'm just like, yo, you're amazing. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's do something. You know, let's 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 make the world see like how amazing you are. So, okay. Yeah. So, what would you say, or who would you say, are your target audience for this? Color me. Um, right now, based, I'm going based on the people that I'm creating the show. I'm scripting shows mm-hmm. with. Um, I say they're very much. If I had to pick a demographic, they're very much black people. Okay. Between the ages of um, 25 and 40. Okay. Um, they are um, professionals. They are creatives. They are, you know, they're and they're throughout the diaspora, but mostly in the, you know, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only saying that based on the shows that I'm working on. Okay. Um, but the other shows that I'm scripting, it's a it's a broader audience. It's um because I'm I'm looking to also implement. I didn't make color me for just black people. Mm-hmm. I was it, definitely. It's, mostly geared to black people. Right. You know, but, um, but I also want to tell stories from like the Brown community, mm-hmm. you know, the, the South, South um, Asian, the, the, um, the Latin community. Like mm-hmm. I really want to bring some of those stories out, you know what I mean? And, um, because some of those people are my friends too. And I just want to, even like stuff that like the, um, the LGBTQ community, sorry if I said it wrong. Um, uh, I want to bring some of their stories out too, you know? And, um, what does that mean? And and it's like really going into intersectionality. Like tell some some stories of like women perspective. Mm-hmm. Um so so those those things I'm scripting are broader. But right now, based on what I have, mm-hmm. it's mostly like black a black audience between twenty five and forty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. So now, you know, people might be thinking, wow, like, how do you manage all these things, right? Like, you're a singer, you're actually part of a real band who's doing real performances yeah. that's on its way to, like, take off, right? 
Um, you know, you have this media house, which sounds like it's fun, but it's also a lot of work, right? Yes, it's a yeah. lot of work. Um, and then you're just, you know, you have every every other thing going on in your life, right? Like yeah. you're a regular individual here, like dealing with regular issues that everybody goes through. So how do you balance all of that? Because, you know, the creative mind, like I'm, I'm two side. I, I use left brain and, and right brain, you know, like I'm technical because I have like the legal side, but then I'm also like, I have my creative side. Right. And I can't sleep yeah. because of it. And so I could imagine as a creative whose brain is always like on 24 seven, it's like, how do you compartmentalize? How do you, you know, um, really deal with, okay, this is the creativity for like my music brand. This is the creativity for like, it's color me. Like this is the creativity for, you know, whatever else that's going on in my life. So how do you balance all of these things? It, it's not easy um i've been you know i outsource sometimes because i i understand i can't one man can't do everything um respectfully i really respect tyler perry i really do mm -hmm. and i love tyler perry for who he is as a creative and a businessman but i don't i don't necessarily i say this respectfully i don't want i don't want to do everything right i don't want to write produce and I, I do that and i think i just i naturally do that but i don't always want to do that mm -hmm. i don't i don't like right now, I'm working on um, scripting a show with one of my homies, and actually, I'm scripting two shows and two two of these separate shows. I, I've told the people, I'm like, yo, I'm 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 gonna need to to bring in a another producer, a line producer here, because I I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this part either. Like it's like it's not sustainable, and I'm managing a lot. So how I do it, you know, I outsource. That's one. Two. I'm really intentional about the things I do. Like I, I set up calendars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like calendar is my best friend. Um, if it's not on my calendar, it makes it is it doesn't exist. Um, I don't care even if it's like if we say, "Hey man, let's let's check in on Thursday." I put it on my calendar where I'm going to check in with you Thursday. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't put it, it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. Um, so I'm really big on just like you know outsource calendar, and um, really in that calendar, really making real. Um, dates and and um setting like real dates of like completion things i need to work on mm. like those things i have to do that because i'm also i'm very much a creative like i'm i do my left and right brain but like you know my right brain is really it's always it's i'm a creative it's always it's always mm -hmm. you know in the left brain i'm i'm building that muscle but sometimes yeah i'm like my mind is kind of my mind is always thinking, but I don't, I don't, it's weird. Something happened. I don't fully know when, where something clicked for me. Mm -hmm. So even when I explain to stuff about like, I tell people like what I'm doing, I know I could tell in their eyes like, shit, bro, that's a lot. And I know it's a lot, but in my brain, maybe it's the way I've organized it in my brain and on paper too, but more my brain, it doesn't like, it doesn't seem like a lot to me. Yeah. At all, like it doesn't like I I don't know. It's in my head. I'm like, oh, I I, I figured it out, mm -hmm. like, you know. So yeah, that's 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 that kind of what I'm doing. And right now too, in in the outsourcing, I'm looking for like an assistant. Uh, I, I, this company reached out to me ironically. I don't know. They found me on LinkedIn. Was like, hey, we have a we have this program where you, we you could trade um your you could mentor some one of our like and I think it's like young folks. I think it's like college kids. Mm -hmm. so you could mentor them for a couple of hours a week. And they'll give you this amount a week. And this is the price. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to do it. So I'm going to be 
doing that with them because okay. I just need I need an assistant. And I know sometimes that makes me feel it makes me sound like I'm this pompous guy, but I really need <laughs> I really do need it's a lot going on. I really need an assistant. So that's what I've been doing. Like, you know, and I'm and I and, and you know, you, you see my place, like I'm I'm always in my office. Mm-hmm. I am like in my office. I'm working. I'm like like always. You know? Right. And then once I'm done, bong, I pick up that guitar and I'm in. You know, so yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I feel like time management, you know, when we think about time management, we think about, okay, you know, again, I guess the left brainers, right? Like Mm -hmm. those who are in the technical fields, but we never really consider like, what does time management look like for somebody who's a creative? Because I think that for the most part, society has this idea is that people are just like, you guys are just sitting here under a tree somewhere, you know, thinking thinking about lyrics, thinking about music, like just always go with the flow, no real structure, no real. So yeah. it's interesting, like how you talk about you, ha- you calendar things, yeah. you know, you make, you make things intentional. I think that's, what's important uh, for people to understand. Cause I feel like, I don't know if it's uh and maybe you can weigh on this, weigh in on this too. But um, when COVID happened, I feel like the, the level of creativity like rose to all new heights oh my God. and there are more and more people who are not, not just, you know, they're declaring themselves creatives, but it's like, like, I don't know where all these people came from. Yo, I don't know where all these creatives Me came either. from. <laughs> you know? It's like everyone literally Everybody is a creative is right a now. Creator now. It is insane. <laughs> it is insane. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, and I also, for me, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on that, really. But it's more like I did notice there was a rise mm-hmm. since twenty twenty, like right. content creators. I'm on you. All go, you go on TikTok. It's insane. It's it's a wrap. People that you wouldn't think that were that are like that are creators are like creators. You're like whoa, like you know. And it's amazing to actually see. It's interesting because it, it's like I do sometimes. I think about it in my mind. I'm like, I would love to see like the graph. I like to see the data in terms of like creators versus like the rise of creators versus like is there a rise in people that want to be doctors? Right. People that want to be lawyers and <laughs> right. teachers and you know what I mean? Like I sometimes wonder and I'm like, what's happening? But what's happening, there's a lot of like these cross these like uh these like professions, like people are cross crossing their professions, right? Mm-hmm. Where you could on TikTok you'll see a doctor and he's creating content around him being a doctor right and then getting um endorsements mm-hmm. off that and it's like it's very interesting to see and i'm just like wow that's that's really interesting to see like you're still a doctor you're still doing your duties as a doctor mm-hmm. you're still getting paid and doing this thing but you figured out a way to kind of like um really monopolize on that and that's mm-hmm. that's like to me that's like that's that's why it goes back to like Man, like that's dope. Like you use your creative mind to, to right. build that business. It's, it's really, it's really interesting to watch. I've seen that so many times. And TikTok is like the 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 the, the place you can see all that. Where right. people are like you're a construction worker, you work on a farm, it's <laughs> your content creator, right? And there's an audience. And I've something I learned about that too. TikTok really, and I'm not, I don't work for them. They don't endorse me. But it's just like TikTok really taught me like, yo, there's an audience for everything. Yeah. There's an audience for everything. There is. There's an audience for everything. There's an audience. You said, yo, I collect remote controls. There's a fucking audience for that. There's an audience for that. <laughs> it's so weird. And TikTok has really made me realize, like, wow. Right. Because, like, you know, you go to a... People, yeah, there's so many, like, they call it, you know, the For You page. There's so many things in your For You page if you 
like this one thing and like it's crazy it's yeah. really and I'm just like it is it's an interesting time it's an interesting it time. is an interesting time but I wonder d- does does that dilute I guess the I don't know the work product the essence of like the I don't want to say true creatives I don't want to offend anybody mm-hmm. but those who like that is their primary right because you have a lot of us where you know we, we're creative as well but cre- the creativity is more so the secondary whether mm-hmm. we chose it to be secondary or because of the way the world works we have no choice but to put it on the back burner and then there are those who are like this is their livelihood like this is their life Mm. is creativity. And so do you think that with everybody and their mother now and grandmother actually right, being yeah. a, a create, you know, creative, does that dilute or does that diminish the effect? I don't know. I, I used to have an issue with it because I used to think it was oversaturated even before 2020 mm-hmm. because for me, like my band, like we've been to so many meetings with really big people. That could, that, could, that could change our lives with a snap of their fingers. And they would say almost all the time, man, you guys are amazing. We love your music. It's so dope. But you guys don't really have an audience yet. Build your own audience and come back to me. Mm-hmm. I used to feel a certain way about that. I really do. And, and there's, there's still remnants of that, but it's not as potent. And I used to really feel so, you know, and, but I had to sit there and say, yo, I'd accept that this is the time that we live in. It's mm-hmm. not, we're not in the 90s where you so dope. Oh my God, sign them up. Right. You know, and um, we live in a time, this is the time we live in, and there's, a, there's an extraordinary amount of opportunity for artists to really control themselves as artists. You don't need the quote-unquote middleman right. to get to this ex- next level. People are influencers on their own. They don't, need an, they, like, they don't need somebody to come and say, oh, hey, this person wants to do it, and let me give you, give, I want 20% of that. You can mm-hmm. literally build your, your, your audience for 10,000 followers or Actually, I, I follow someone and she just built her audience to like 4,000 followers. That's not a lot in TikTok world. No. But she already has endorsements. And I was watching. I was like, wow, that's your first endorsement. Go ahead, girl. That's what's up. So I, I got to a place where I was like, well, in this, in, this, in this time that we're in, you're either sick or swim. And it's forcing even the people that are amazing but don't have the business acronym or the, or the, or the, or the, or the, the discipline to do the other side. It's forcing them to. Have to, mm-hmm. or you're gonna just you're gonna away because talent. I'm sorry, hard work beats talent any day. Yeah, I'm a strong believer that hard work, consistency beats talent, and I don't care how talented you are. In this t- in this day and age, if you're not doing something to push your 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 narrative or push your art, it's a wrap. And that that guy that's not as pop, that person that's not as pop, um good as you. Mm-hmm. If they have the consistency and the hard work, they're gonna surpass you. Right? They just are. So it's like, so it's forcing artists, and and and, and I'm speaking to to myself. It's forced me to kind of like, yo, I have to step up. I like, yeah, I, yeah. I just want to show up and show people like, yo, I could sing, I could sing, I could sing. Give me your 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 favorite. I could out sing them. I want to do that. Like I know I can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know I can. So, but it's like, but I don't mean nothing. Right. That doesn't mean anything. I could go on there and be like, oh my God, you sound amazing, Brad. That was great. But it's like, what else am I going to do? I got to do more. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the part that, um, that is that sink or swim moment, right? That's the defining moment, I yeah. think, for most. Because a lot of us, and I put myself in that category, it could be, again, upbringing, being Haitian. You know, you're not supposed to be, you know, Sumun or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? You're doing too much. You got to listen, sit in the corner where I told you to sit. When... 
that that expressiveness doesn't yeah. come out as much. So yeah. like doing TikToks, you could yeah. excuse me. Yeah. I gotta I gotta dance. I gotta yeah. dance for like you know what I mean. So yeah. a lot of people, especially even those who are creatives who create, they still are having issues stepping out of their skin because they're so used to either their their talent being what holds yeah. them. So now they have to step out of that box be not just creative in terms of like oh I can sing or whatever but think of other ways yeah. to get that audience things that are very uncomfortable yeah you got to stand out there's things you got and also with, with TikTok or even anything really you don't have to necessarily like be outside of yourself you don't like I, what's one thing about TikTok like I, I, I think a lot of people that goes to TikTok think like oh I don't want to dance I don't do this mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to do that because there's people that really I really believe places like TikTok or whatever platform, once you're yourself mm-hmm. and it's authentic and you're giving yourself, and obviously you have like, there's real like formula, right? You right. Figure out the formula too, right? So you got to play a little bit of the game. I think that's what you're also saying, like play a little bit of the game. Mm-hmm. But once you like really your authentic self with a mixture of like that formula, you're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop for you. Right. When? I don't know. But it's just like, but it's, it's you know, it's that, it's that consistency. And that's the thing about, I think, just human beings, we don't always want to be consistent. And mm-hmm. then we wonder, like, why this thing didn't go. Yo, real talk, the only reason I'm not super rich and famous is because of Bradley. That's it. That's it. If, if that's what my goal is, which it is. But it's just like, it's because of Bradley. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't blame nobody else. Right. Because I haven't been consistent all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, like, we, <laughs> when it comes to working for other people, we could get up, hate it, take that train. Mm-hmm. Go on that eight hour, come home another hour ride train, and do it all over again. But we'll do it. We'll go that. We'll get to work at nine. We'll right. We'll do it. But when it comes to like, all right, can you do that for yourself? We don't do it. And then we wonder like, why certain things are not working? Yo, the only I don't blame nobody. I don't blame no one but myself. No one. Now life happens. Right. You can't control the outside things. But like, and like really honestly, the reason I'm not X, Y, and Z, and this is why like something. I don't know, something happened to me around two, 2019 and around 2020 was an amazing year for me. I loved it. Um, not a lot of people have shared those sentiments. But like 2019, 2020 was like, oh shit. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta make this happen. You gotta wake up. I started looking at my age. I started looking at what I want in the future. Mm-hmm. And life is not promised because I've lost people, people. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh shit, I gotta like step up. I gotta, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. So that's now like, that's why I'm always like I'm always on something. Right. Know? So yeah. Okay. So you know, earlier you said something about, you know, um, you know, I, I could sing right now. Sing right now. Could you sing right now for us? Could you uh, give me like a can you give I, me like so, a quarter of a bar? I, so so you're not gonna like Could this. you give me one fourth of you, a bar? You're not gonna like this. You're not gonna like I'm this. not gonna like it. You're not gonna like, not gonna like what I'm gonna I'm say. I'm not gonna what you gonna <laughs> tell me? What you gonna tell me? I this is my thing. I used to do that back in the day. Now I just tell everyone, pull up on my show or download or or go look for me online. Okay. So yeah. then you know what? Tell us where can we find you online? So I, um, you could, it's Meridian Lights, M-E-R-I-D-I-A-N-L-I-G-H-T-S, Meridian Lights. You can find us on um, Instagram, Meridian Lights. Or you can go to any of the DSPs, which is Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Amazon or the other ones, uh, YouTube, and you just at Meridian Lights, M E R I D I A N L I G H T S, and you'll see my band. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, because you know, I was like, man, you know, I know I'm not the Breakfast Club, but I don't know if you could drop, you know, a couple bars for me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's weird. I, it's something I don't know when it's. I stopped. I stopped at one point. I was kind of like, I just tell people, it's for good. I was hanging out with someone. I was hanging out with this this lovely lady, and and it um, she was like, and she never heard like my music. We just mm-hmm. recently met. She's like, and I was talking over the phone. She's like, can you sing for me? I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> now, if you at my house, uh, other than a show, other than a show, if you at my house, most likely I'm gonna pick up my guitar. I just will because mm-hmm. I, I just do that on my own. So I'll just I, I'll pick up my guitar, I start playing, and then you'll be like, "Oh, you gave me a live concert." It's right. like, no, I'm not. I'm just just what I do, even when I'm alone, you mm-hmm. know. So, and I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't I don't I don't do it anymore. I mean, I respect it. I respect it because you know what? You know, sometimes you know that's just what it is. And I think that also it's great that you can you know drive the traffic. It's like because now people are curious because now it's like this. See, I already know what he sounds like, so you know I was doing this for y'all, but. <laughs> Now it's like, damn, now I really want to know. Because he, he told her no on air. <laughs> like, he told Rita no. Usually Rita's able to get anything she wants. So this is the first time in my in the history of According to RP that I had an artist that I had somebody tell me no. Guys, this is one for the books. It's one for the books. But you know what? You know, I'm... Learning to take the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning to take the nose. <laughs> I'm learning to see them in a different light. And I think that here it's positive because it's like, guess what, guys? Now you have to go yeah. follow him on Instagram so you can see when the next show is. Yep. Now you have to go download on SoundCloud, Tidal, Spotify, and all these uh, Amazon, all these other things. Now you have to because he's not doing it for us. <laughs> so and, like- and, and we have a bunch of dope shows coming up. We have a show... My bandmate and I were working on a secret show because we used to do secret shows all the time before ah, before 2020. Okay, those were like really fun because they're really intimate and mm-hmm. they're like there's no real like rules. Right, like, we're just kind of like yeah, we're here. Let's just have fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like those are fun because it's like it's usually like an hour to two hours is just like hey, and everybody's like we tell people bring whatever you want to bring, bring drinks, bring whatever. We'll have mm-hmm. some too. Like and it's just like if you and it's always every time we've done it, it's like such love because people don't even know each other. Hey, you want a drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You just see people just like <laughs> half awake. Not, you know, you know what I mean. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. but um, but like we have, so we have secret shows coming up, and we have a real big show that I can't announce yet because we haven't signed any papers yet. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we have a real big show coming up, and like we're like really excited, and you're gonna have fun because it's it's a fun. It's a fun, positive like vibe when you perform, and um, and yeah, you can always again, you can always go on the, on online and just you know we. I'm singing all over the place. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, so I don't say so I don't really feel bad because I already know what you sound like. I know what the band sounds like. You know what I mean? But it was really for you guys. But you guys heard it here. He said no. <laughs> <laughs> but follow him on all of the platforms so you right. guys can get a, a good. Again, I think it'll, it'll be a better representation, too. Right. Because yeah. now they're going to hear the whole band. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, OK, this yeah. is the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Facts, facts. So, you know, we got you. We got you. So since we dropped the information for Meridian Lights, could you please drop us the information for Color Me? Sure. Color Me Media right now. You can only find us on Instagram because mm-hmm. we're still really, really small. Um, and and the handle is at I'm sorry. The handle is it's color me. So it's I T S C O L O R M E at it's color me. And um, that's where you can find me on on Instagram. I I do a bunch of stuff there. Um, and yeah, 
Yeah, that's what it is so far. And then you know, and I, we have a few things coming out. We have like this, this show that we I've been working on since twenty twenty. Um, that you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a collaboration with a, a small um, festival in Brooklyn. Um, the this uh, the the founder of that festival is actually the director and it looks dope. It's amazing. And it's, it's, it's very short, short form. Uh, I guess it's considered short forms, like three minutes or so. Okay. But, um, but it's like really dope. And it's, and it's, uh, I can't say it now, but like, because there's also some paperwork involved. I feel like, but, like you're not saying a lot of things. Here I know. There's it's some paperwork involved, you know, um, like we're, we're doing it. I don't want to say it yet. What can you tell me now? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a show that I'm, I didn't plan to host. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like I didn't want to host it actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was it was it was my idea, um, a little bit of my idea and my my business partner's idea. And we kind of came together and was like, "Yo, let's just make it." Mm-hmm. And we reached. And this, this 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 person that's directing was like, "We reach out to her." She's like, "Oh, I love it. Like, let's let's make it happen." And we started filming. We technically started filming in 2019, and then obviously 2020 is a pause. And mm-hmm. 2021, we 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 did more. Um, we did more um, taping, and then now we're kind of like just ready to release. It's 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 kind it's a it's a rap show. Okay. Um, and I'm like the host because I I actually I don't know a lot of people know this about me. I'm I'm also I'm a Brooklyn kid, so I like hip hop raised me, and I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about hip hop. Um, even though I do like different genres, but hip I just love hip hop. Do you rap? Um, I I joke around and rap. Could I'm you not, do a little dumb? Nah. <laughs> I don't that I don't want to embarrass myself. Guys, I'm trying here. I'm trying to get these exclusives. That that I wouldn't do because I don't want to embarrass myself. That one I'm not. That one I do it on my stories when I'm just like messing around and being silly, you know. Like I'll I'll find a little like, oh, I'm freestyling, but nah, not not a rapper. I wish. I really wish I was. But um, yeah, it's a rap show. It's the art of ciphering. It's what it's really about, and it's like it's 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 just fire, and it's like really I'm, I'm I'm dope lyricist that's on there and it's very short and um and we're releasing that um within 60 days okay so, yeah it's, i think it's it's gonna be sooner than that but within 60 days because i have to we have to make sure some of the paperwork some of the clearance is on point all right all right but yeah so that's like that's that's one of the things we're doing and um and i'm working on three other shows that i can't say at all Guys, the first time in according to RFP history that I'm not getting no exclusives, no exclusives, nothing. But, but I respect it because I know the game, you know, yeah. as an attorney, especially I know the game. I know you can't just be out here saying sure. things that's not even, you know, concrete yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. ink ink isn't even on the paper. So I get it. So all that means is that you're going to have to come back. Yeah. And then, you know, get some exclusives. I got you on that. <laughs> I got you. So on that. we can share. Yeah, I'm like I'm like really excited to finally like get them out because mm-hmm. they're they're you know like you know three of them. I mean, one of them we're going to production. Literally, we're about to film mm-hmm. like, the end of the month, I believe. And um, and that's like that one has been maybe two years in the making. Mm-hmm. The other two was just like it's. Just, I'm just like really excited. One of them is like as a game show, and it's just like oh, and, I love games. Yeah, and it's and it's a game show you've never never seen Mm -hmm. we're we're combining two things that you wouldn't put in in, they wouldn't go together okay so um so it's just kind of like i'm excited for that and 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 the talent that we have like the the people that are hosting it Mm -hmm. the stars of these shows are 
stars in their own right. Right. Like every single one of them. Like they're all like, like they're just stars in their own right. Very different from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, have a different vibe, but then they they exist in like you know a schedule of like there's if there was like a network of scheduling. Like if you're watching all my shows together, mm-hmm. you'd be like whoa, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. You know, so. Um, and I've been like con- con- um, concepting some, um, or ideating some, um, some commercials. Okay. Because my mind thinks that way, so I'm, I've been like kind of thinking about putting commercials and yeah, it's all, it's, it's all, yeah. So I can't wait when it's like ready and I can like come back and. All right, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. I love that though because I feel like I feel like the, we need we need that. Um, I mean, not to say that there's not stuff happening, you know, in, in the TV space, the film space, but I think we need more. We yeah. need more culture. We need more for us, by us type stuff. Yeah. So I love what you're doing. I definitely love what you're doing. And I cannot wait to hear, you know, the the real details. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but Bradley, I think this is an amazing conversation. You know, I, yeah, I, I definitely loved having you on here, learning about the different things that you're doing in the creative space. And I think that, you know, I always like to give like some sort of like or extract a gem of some sort from all of the conversations Ooh. that we have. Right. Um, I think that it's important for creatives to understand, like you said, the business like the business aspect of the mm-hmm. business that they're in. Um, and something, you know, a couple of things that you, you said today um, when you're talking about the projects, you know, like the time that, that it took to, to do some of these projects, the fact that, you know, some of them are two years in the making, three years in the making. I think we're in this like uh, era of like instant gratification, like things need to happen now, you know, projects need to happen now. And yeah. if it doesn't happen within a week or a month, like forget it. And I just love the fact that, you know, you are working, you've been working on th- on projects for like years now and they're now coming to fruition and like the level of excitement in your voice just leads me to believe it's going to be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that just really teaching this next generation of the Gen Zs and the millennials or whatever mm-hmm. it is that, you know, in order for like, in order for you to really move forward in life like you have to be patient right and everything just doesn't come like at a snap of a finger and so i think that that's one of the lessons that i learned because i think um even for those of us who might not be specifically in like creative spaces but this is something like you can apply to everyday life Mm -hmm. right like it doesn't always happen uh when you want it and just because it doesn't happen when you want it doesn't mean that it can never happen that's real and that's what, and those are hard. Those are hard to like. That's, that's a hard concept to uh, accept. Mm-hmm. It really is because you know we want things now. You know um, we just do. You know I, I would love for these shows to on the th- fifth episode. Someone was like, "Oh my god!" It blows up. Mm-hmm. I would love that. You know, but I also want to understand that it doesn't always work that way. And maybe one may blow up right away. One may take. Three years, right. five. I don't know. Like, right. I don't want it to be five, but it, you know what I'm saying. But that's just like how it goes, and and you have to remember, like, yo, are you enjoying this? Why are you here for? Why, right. why, why are you doing it? You know right. what I'm saying. And if it's just kind of like I'm trying to make money off of this, then eh, I don't know. For me, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm different. You know, I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by happiness and freedom. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but if that's your motivation, cool. I can't say what's right or wrong. It's you know, you make your own rules for your own life. But you know, for me, it's more like I, I I'm here because I like making art. I I want to I want to bring black and brown stories out, and because I believe black and brown is mainstream. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and clearly the numbers from the past couple of years have proven that it always was mainstream. Right. Um, and I just, like, I'm down for, like, seeing how it is. Now, I don't want to be struggling the whole time while I'm making these things, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But at the same time, I, you know, I want I want people to, like, really, when they look at these, like, shows, they're like, yo, that's fire. Like, mm-hmm. that's fire. Like, I like that. I like how they're doing that. And then, I, you know, it's just, I'm just really excited. And, and I'm really excited, too, because there's some people I follow that... They're like my medium um, mentors. They don't know. That they right. Are, you know, but they're like my medium mentors I study and I, I look at. And, you know, some are really known. A few that are not super known. This is one guy. He's like killing the game. I'm like watching him. And and I would love to. And I, I feel like I'm going to meet him, but I would love to even like be a shadow. You know what I'm saying? But but like, I'm just really excited. And I have I have reference to be like, oh, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I saw something recently. That's this one particular guy. Um. Oh, what's his company name called again? Ah, I forgot his company name. I just went blank. But um, he's like, he's blowing up. He has a bunch of shows on Netflix and different like um, uh, streaming services. He, um, I think he was once an agent, then became an, a lawyer, mm-hmm. entertainment lawyer, I think something like that. But he has his own production company. He's blowing up. Like, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he said something recently. He said, yo, um, he was his production house picked up that what was that show on Netflix Raising Dion Raising yes Raising something? Dion yeah so his production company what's this called is this called Mako Marco something like that anyway his production company picked that up because the guy that created it didn't have any experience he was more so like he wrote this thing he scripted it he. He um he made a low budget thing and just released it. It went viral. Somebody in his team sees it. He goes, he, he him and Michael B. Jordan, they get together, they like, yo, we want we want to make this happen. And then, you know, I saw a few seasons. I think it got canceled, but it's saw mm-hmm. a few seasons. But he was saying, like, yo, for anybody right now, I just want to tell you. And I remember this was around the time, like, around that week, I was like trying to figure out like how it's all gonna work. And he was and, and I got and I found I saw this on LinkedIn. He was because I, I we're connected on LinkedIn. He's like, yo, whoever needs to hear that, like, just do your stuff and release. Mm. And I was just like, he's like, yo, you don't need to have all that experience. You could just do, you know? And like, for me, it's just like, you know, sometimes I look for a job and sometimes I don't want to look for a job. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm just like, eh. Because I really believe, even when I'm respectfully, when I go on these interviews or I'm connecting to these some of these, like, big people and they don't look like me and they're trying to tell me what, is cool or what should be. I'm looking at you like you know. I don't. I don't think you're cool. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think you're dope. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm more doper than you. Like I think I. And, and, or, or, or or you know. I, I don't want to sound pompous, but it's more like yo. I I know what my people want. I know what my people like. I right. Know, I know like the aesthetic. You know. But and 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 I just I was just telling somebody this recently. And I was like, but you know that's cool because nobody believes till you do it. So my whole thing is just like I'm just here to like, I'm just gonna do it. Right. I don't have to like. My 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 proof would be in the pudding like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like so or in me, the sauce like, Yeah, or the sauce <laughs> right? So it's like shout out to my Haitians. But like, yeah, so I'm kind of like I'm just so focused on like making it happen, and people are not gonna believe. And I want to leave this. I want to leave this this one thing before I go. I want to say this one thing. Like I've been saying this recently to stop explaining yourself to people mm-hmm. because like, and I don't know what people believe in. I'm a spiritualist, you know. 
Um, and I believe in like source. You, some of y'all call it called the creator God, whatever you call the creator. Like so, I call it creator source. Source gave you those visions for you. Source didn't give those visions to other people. So when other people don't understand your visions, they're not supposed to understand your vision. Right? They're not. It's not for them. Like, of course, you're supposed to be crazy. But yo, you know how many crazy people that was like they had a crazy idea and they made it happen. Because if it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. There would never be a first this, right? First person to do this. So for me, it's like when people kind of like, oh, you should do this. With, oh, I don't see it. That's all right. That's it was God didn't give it to you. Mm-hmm. God gave it to me. So I, I know what my vision is. I'm focused on my vision, and I'm gonna make it happen. And and you either believe it, you're gonna believe it regardless, right? Because I'm gonna make it's it gonna happen. be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like so for me, I'm just so focused on like. And sometimes I feel I sometimes I feel very alone in it because mm-hmm. I'm kind of like yo, but God's like yo, yeah, I gave it to you. Of course, you didn't feel alone in it. Just make it happen. And and I think I think some of the things that I've done proves that I kind of know what I'm doing because I, I do things that people see it. They're like mm-hmm. yo, what you did. So I had when I had the call with these guys earlier. They said, you know what I like about you, Brad, that you're intentional. You make other people look great. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, that's like I love as much as I love being in front of the camera because I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I'm a singer. I'm a lead singer in my, my band, but I also love being behind the camera. I love seeing another star shine. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You're a star. Let's highlight this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and I think that's one of my gifts is to recognize another star. Like, whoa, come on, let's do it. Right. You know? So, that's all I want to say. Like, really, whatever vision you have, if you truly believe it's in your heart and it's in, in, in the source gave it to you or visions, then. You, do less explaining and more doing. I like that. I have nothing more to add to that. I like how, you know, you just you just drop the mic, really. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> just drop the mic. Well, Bradley, again, thank you so much for being on this show and, and giving us so much insight. I think it's so important for us to hear from our creative community. Um, I love creatives. I mean, that's just me. But I think it's so important to highlight the work that you guys do and also to kind of see you guys in a different light, right? Not just like, okay, the singer, the dancer, but that there's so much more to the the individual, right? Mm-hmm. Like creativity is like, you know, this is like, it's part of who you are, mm-hmm. but it's not everything that you are. And I think that during this Black Business Month, it's so it's so important for us to be able to see that there, that business comes in all sorts of forms, um, you know, different types of individuals, you know, can be businessmen, right? It's not just what we, what I guess society wants us to think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important. So for those who are tuning in, who, you know, are creatives and are like, man, you know, like, I don't know if I can necessarily do this. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I have this idea, I have this vision, but I'm not sure. I think Bradley just gave you like the, (laughs) the blueprint, right? A little Mm -hmm. bit of the blueprint. Um, So hopefully you guys were able to take this information and apply it somehow. But either way, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 7-